a lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. Hi, hello, hey. hey. I'm Rachel. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Chew Chew and Swallow. Hopefully that is good. (laughs) (laughs) You sound janky over here with our mismatched audio. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) All right. What are we doing today, Maddie? We talking about none other than Reddit, of course, our primary sponsor for this podcast. (laughs) Always. I guess we're technically a sponsor for them at this point. We are. Free advertisement. (laughs) We're talking about the Let's Not Meet thread on Mm -hmm. Reddit, which I had never heard before. And I was like, hmm, Let's Not Meet. It's like maybe you just don't like a person. No. It is just straight up horror stories in real life. I love these kind of stories. Oh, I love these kind of stories. It's like, it's almost like ghost stories but just yeah i know it's like serial killer vibes at some points but yeah, they're good but they're, yeah they are good it there was one of them that i'm gonna share with you today made me so uncomfortable but i kind of feel like it's not real do you want to go first you want to start with that one no i have a different one that i'm starting with okay but do you want to go or that. you want me to go i feel like i'm interested in your story okay So I'll read the first one I have, and then you'll read one, and then I'll get to the creepy one that I don't think is real. Okay. Okay. So this one's called Late Late at Night He Comes. (laughs) That's what she Um, said. Yeah. This (laughs) Reddit user did not have a name associated with them. I guess they were just, like, anonymous. So this past weekend, my soon-to-be wife, Alexia, and I just settled down for a night of movies, pizza, and cuddling. We live in a residential area outside of town, our home situated right across the street from a Presbyterian church with a large cemetery behind it. Most of our neighbors don't own pets, but there's one in particular across the street and downwards a bit who owns perhaps the loudest, most annoying dog to ever exist. Quite an annoyance on a night like tonight, but luckily it was quiet for the entire evening. It's around a quarter after 10 p.m. and we're lying down watching a film in our living room when the loudest dog on earth begins to go off. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's nothing much we can do except maybe confront our neighbor or file a noise complaint. But who wants to be that neighbor? Oh, the dog's going off again. After about five minutes, I get up off the couch and decide to walk over to our neighbor's home and say something about the dog for you thank you as i headed outside and made it to their driveway unfortunately i noticed that the neighbor wasn't home their only car not there i decided anyway to walk up to the door and ring the bell after a minute of no one answering i gave up and headed back towards the home towards my home i noticed that alexia had stepped outside and was looking on towards the direction of the barking i told her that no one was home and that we should either ignore it or finally file a complaint. No one should have to deal with a loud dog at night, especially if you're trying to unwind after a long day of work or you're trying to sleep. I agree. I kind of feel, I kind of feel. I was almost like Karen vibes, but then I was like, I don't know. If your dog's being annoying as shit and you're not even home. I know. I agree. I do not think that you should, like, I don't think you should, you know, let your dog just bark and bark and bark and bark and bark. Like, train your dog not to do that. Right. Or just, like, maybe don't leave them outside while you're not home. Yeah. Alexi and I head back inside for a bit, and finally, after about ten minutes, the dog ceases to bark. Alexia and I exhale and laughed a bit before continuing our film. But, of course, not long after that, the dog starts up again. (laughs) This time, it sounded vicious. I got up went outside and approached our neighbor's fenced-off backyard and saw the dog, who must have heard me or saw me coming. It stopped barking, walked up to me, and began panting in a cute way, in the cute way that dogs do. I chuckled and said the dog's name, to which he looked at me and sat down. Such a good animal, even if he's so loud. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) 
I then heard something that sounded like somebody walking through the leaves coming from behind me and to the right. I turn around to see somebody looking at me from behind a gravestone in the cemetery. No. The dog must have heard this as well as it sprung up and began to bark in the direction of the gravestone. I look on as the person continued staring in my direction, and as the dog continued to bark, I look towards my house where I saw Alexia standing near her car, looking at me with a confused look on her face. I looked in horror as I saw the person reveal himself from behind the gravestone. His forehead and cheek was stained red with blood. No, it was not. Down off his chin (gasps) in his hand was Uh -uh. some sort of dagger. What the fuck? The dog began to go ballistic. See, trust the dog. Trust the dog. Trust the dog. I would have picked that dog right out of- I would have taken the dog. (laughs) Taken the dog. Taken the dog. Dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) the dog began to go ballistic as the person took a few steps in our direction before stopping i turned to the dog then back at my home alexia who was still outside yelled out to me what was wrong i told her to call the police oh my god she said why the dog to which i replied he's fucking armed Probably confused, Alexia went inside to grab her phone as I continued to watch (laughs) on as the person now began to back off and the dog now going berserk. Oh my god. I would be like, if if I was Alexia, he's armed. I'd be like, the dog? (laughs) That would be you. (laughs) Where did the dog get a knife? (laughs) It was going to take a bit of time for someone to reach our home, so I readied myself to go into self-defense as I watched the man finally turn around and walk away towards the back of the cemetery and towards the woods. When the police finally arrived, the person was long gone, and I was stuck there explaining to a couple of skeptical officers about (laughs) my encounter. They didn't seem to take me that seriously, but still investigated the area as I explained to Alexia about the person I saw. When the police left after finding no trace of anyone, Alexia and I didn't feel much better. We locked our doors and windows, and I decided to call the neighbors to fill them in on everything before heading back to continue our movie in a spectacular fashion with The Exorcist. Stop. Oh my god. (laughs) How do you- see, I want to know, how do you just, like, go back to watching your movie after that? I don't understand. Like, I would be freaked the fuck out. That was the end of the story? Yeah, that was it. That's hard to believe. I know. What was he I, doing? I, wouldn't, I would not be able to just, like, go back to my movie after that. Why'd the guy just leave? Like, what the fuck was he doing? Well, I mean, he, he probably was gonna go make that guy his next victim, but after he had yelled to his wife to call the police, he's probably butt scared. But how was he dripping in blood and there was nothing around him well i mean he might have just been killing somebody but they weren't there well we didn't see them they could have scouted the whole area that's true that's true but it was dark it was nighttime i was like oh i can't see anything let's just go home yeah (laughs) that's wild okay mine is called the creepy man from the bus. All right. So, sorry for my English. I'm a French native speaker and only learned it at school. I've never forgotten that event, even though it happened over 10 years ago now. Today, I'm a 26-year-old female and I still get goosebumps and it's even creepier with my adult eyes. <laughs> In fact, to be more precise, this event took place over a period of more than six months. To put in context, it all started when I was about 14. At the time, I was attending a private secondary school in the south of France, and I used to go to my grandmother's every evening to wait for my mother to get off work and pick me up. My grandmother, who was retired, would wait for me in her car when I got out of school, but the more time passed, the more I wanted to be independent, so I asked her if I could take the bus home, and she agreed. I like to put my headphones on and take advantage of the long journey to listen to my favorite music and be in my own bubble. The nearest bus stop to her house was about 10 minutes away on foot because my bad... The nearest bus stop to her house was about 10 minutes away on foot because, by bad coincidence, the one opposite the dead end she is living in had been condemned for lack of use. But that didn't bother me, as I'm more of a stroller by nature. 
So I started taking the same bus every day at roughly the same time, although this could vary. I didn't have classes on Wednesday afternoons, for example. When I was 14, I was really childlike. When I say childlike, I mean I've always had a childish face, but this time it was it really showed. I didn't have a woman's shape. I always had cute stuffed animals hanging on my bag. Well, I guess you can imagine. Wait, why was this day any different? Um, I think so. She's saying that it happened over a period of six months, and this is probably like when it, it all first started. And then she says, and then I first noticed this guy on the bus must have been in September to October. He must have been in his 40s, not very tall and bald. Why did I notice him? You might ask. Well, because <laughs> he was staring at me. I even had the feeling that he wasn't blinking. <laughs> he was Ew. giving me smiles that didn't inspire confidence. I love the wording of all this. But it was completely instinctive. I'd never been confronted with the reality of the world. I was still very naive, but I knew something wasn't right. I didn't say anything. I just decided to run away from the situation that didn't make me feel comfortable by looking in another direction, and that was that. Me too, girl. I would do the same. I'd be like, I don't know who you're looking at. That was just the beginning of something I would remember forever. This man took the same bus as me every day at the same time, even when my schedule was changed. Weird. Ew. <laughs> to this day, I still have no idea how he could have gotten these inf- this information. Was he watching me? Did he live around the school? <laughs> he was always staring at me with those strange smiles, but never letting up, but never talking to me. I'd get off the bus at my stop. He'd stay on, and then the cycle would start all over again the next day. I was so terrified of the situation that I didn't dare telling anyone. I was afraid they wouldn't believe me and also that I wouldn't be allowed out of the house afterwards. And then one day, it was around May, June at the end of the school year, I'd had enough. I got off at a stop halfway through the journey and hid naively behind a tree to try and lose him. (laughs) I'd had enough of these persistent stares, except that the guy also got off Mm. and and he started looking for me. There was nobody around and that's when I realized I wasn't safe. The guy yeah, was, you done fucked up, girl. Right. I was like, why isolate yourself? The guy was calling me. Where are you, sweetheart? Come on, let's have a chat. I was, so to speak, sweating and unable let's to move. Let's not have a chat, you mean bald man. Let's not have a chat. <laughs> sweating and unable to move from my tree. Of course, he eventually found me. You're really pretty, you know that? I'd love to have a chat, get to know you. Frankly, I didn't want to get to know him at all. <laughs> he terrified <laughs> me and I wanted to go home. <laughs> I tried to make him understand that he was freaking me out and that I wanted him to leave me alone. I asked him what he wanted, and he kept saying the same thing over and over, just to get to know each other. Mm. The next bus arrived, and I took the opportunity to run onto it, except that he did too. He Mm. sat down, stopped talking, and and stared at me, smiling. I was in an internal panic. My thoughts were going in all directions, and I didn't know what to do. I made the worst decision of all, getting off at my usual stop and going back to my grandma's anyway, thinking he'd do as usual and stay on the bus, except that this time he got off at the same time as me. No. I'm like, I would tell the bus driver, be like, please help me. The stop was in a very lightly trafficked area and was lined with dirt paths that served as shortcuts to parallel through fares. I do not know that word. I told myself that he was going to kidnap me that he was going to take me down a small path and that I would never be able to go home again. But I didn't want him to notice my fear as it seemed to fuel him in some kind of domineering pleasure. So he started- You know, if she had a machete, a travel machete- A machete, a bus machete. (laughs) A bus machete. (laughs) (laughs) So he started asking me to get to know each other again while following me. I picked up the pace, but he kept lining up with me. He wouldn't let go. Eventually, I reached my grandmother's dead end and finally saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I ran to her house and she was standing in the doorway reading a book. She saw me coming, red-faced, still shaking with panic, with the bald guy staring at us from behind the gate. She saw my face and I didn't need to talk to her. She yelled that she was going to call the cops if I didn't get out of, or if he didn't get out of there fast. He turned around. I know, right? I love her. He turned around and left the dead end. After that, my grandmother categorically, I don't think that's the right word, refused to let me back on the bus. Until my senior year, she picked me up in front of the school gate every day. I never saw that man again. When I think this guy, this adult, followed me, a 14-year-old girl, home, that he became fixated on me, and that this happened every day, who knows how far it could have gone. Maybe that's what the most worrying thing about all this is. To this man, let's not meet again. And I hope that he never meets a young girl again as well. Today, I no longer take public transport unless I'm accompanied because it terrifies me. Good for you, girl. You learned. 
You learned from a bad situation and you made it out okay. I know. Yeah, I can't believe of, it. Because of sweet Grammy. Sweet Grammy. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine being followed like that. That's so scary. I, like, it's one of my worst fears. This kind of real life shit. Like, not ghost stories or anything like that. But this kind of thing, like, I actually have nightmares about. Yeah, same. Same. This stuff is, like, my... I can't watch, like, serial killer documentaries or anything like that anymore. I oh, used to, my God. Like, I used to eat that shit up, but now I cannot. It's it so real. Because, yeah. like, the Jeffrey Dahmer show, I couldn't even finish the first episode. It me was neither. so terrifying. Me neither. Yeah. Evan Peters is amazing, though. Amazing. But I, I cannot understand how he plays these characters. Like, I can't even watch it. I bet he's going to retire. He deserves I know, it. <laughs> I know he's, like, 30, but, like... After playing all of these scary-ass characters, right? I would be retiring. The American <laughs> Horror Story series was... I i can't imagine the damage that is done to his psyche. I know. Apparently, that messed him up really bad. And then, mm. on top of that, this Jeffrey Dahmer thing, I can't even imagine. No. Cannot under- understand. All right. So, my next one is... The one that I don't think is real, it just kind of seems not real, but it made me chuckle a little and also freaked me out, so (laughs) I decided I'd put it in anyway. I love. So this is from Reddit user blue underscore title. Um, So about five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the US. That's vague as fuck, blue title. (laughs) (laughs) Blue title is also vague as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um i've all i've always been a night person so i would often find myself bored after my roommate who was decidedly not a night person went to, i'm really sorry if you can hear my cat in the background i cannot okay great i hope the microphone can't either because she's being so loud wow wow okay. <laughs> Um, I've always been a night person, so I wouldn't, I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend time thinking. Um, I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. That's well, there's dumb. your first mistake. I know. Honestly, not very smart person. You should not be doing that, unless no. you are a, like, big guy. Macho man. With a machete. With a machete. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning. And I was walking- Girl, what? I know. I think this is a guy, but still, that's not a- That's still scary. Um, 1 or 2 in the morning. And I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a- ways from my apartment it was a quiet night even for a weeknight with very little traffic and almost no one on foot the park as it was most nights was completely empty i turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when i first noticed him at the far end of the street on my side was the silhouette of a man dancing (laughs) yeah (laughs) It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each quote-unquote box with an odd forward stride. (laughs) I guess you could say he was dance-walking, heading straight for me. (laughs) God, she's being so loud. (laughs) Um, Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass by. The closer he got, the more I realized how graceful he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still, until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild and his eyes were open wide and wild. <laughs> I don't like that. It sounds like his- you're falling in love with him. I know. Head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. This does not sound real. I know. I know. Between the... But it was too good not to share. Right. Um, between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. <laughs> <laughs> he danced. 
I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street as I reached the other side. I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was striding with one no. foot. <laughs> Wait, he was he, he had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. Nope. He was facing me but still looking skyward. Smile still wide on his lips. What the fuck? Could you even imagine? No. (laughs) I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put put about a half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. What? For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than ten seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. Uh Uh-uh. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving towards me again. He took a giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps. My <laughs> like, God. What the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and as if Who's he were a cartoon guy. <laughs> Who is this guy? And as, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone. Except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as the smiling man crept toward me. Mm -mm. I guess he was smiling this whole time, too. And then Um. he stopped again, about a car length from me, still smiling his smile. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Still smiling his smile. Smiling that smile. (laughs) Still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? (laughs) In an angry, commanding tone. But what came out was a whimper. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's relatable. I know. Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around, very slowly, and started dance-walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Oh my god, this is totally a a. 1am story. I know. Until he was far enough... This is some Walmart shit. (laughs) Until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way. And this time he was running. What? I ran too. I ran until I was off the side of off the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic and looking behind me then he was nowhere to be found the rest of the way home i kept glancing over my shoulder always expecting to see his stupid smile but he was never there what the fuck there is no way that is real either this is fake or that was a ghost my friend yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm like that's some ghost shit or some walmart shit or it's just not real (laughs) in that situation i would be whipping my phone out whipping out them karate moves i know i'd have my machete oh my god (laughs) that is unsettling i hope that person doesn't walk alone at night anymore i'm like you have to have learned your lesson yeah (laughs) okay it was too good not to put in here it's so good. Thank you for sharing. This one I am also excited to read just because of the way it's written. <laughs> oh, good. I love the stories you find are always well written. Is that true? This one's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. This one's called The Burglar Who Nearly Killed Me. Mm. So this was May 2017. My husband Jim and I own a five-floor, 100-year-old building which has our business in it, an antique mall, our apartment <laughs> upstairs, and various other tenants. 
We'd had several back-to-back burglaries in the prior years and had reinforced the front doors of the business pretty intensely. Aggressive steel bars, more cameras, etc. Anyway, at 3 a.m., we were sound asleep upstairs, as one is. But then we got a call from (laughs) Sonatrol, our security company. We had a motion detect in an unusual location, not the main floor where 90% of the jewelry is, but downstairs. That sort of thing is usually a spider on the camera or a mouse or some shit. (laughs) So we ran out less than prepared. I was only wearing a tank top, undies, and (laughs) flip-flops. Jim did not grab his baseball bat, but at least he had pants. I went Good job, way- Jim. Good job. More than she could do. I'm sorry, honey. I went, well, you will not catch me anywhere without my pants. Same. <laughs> I-, I went one way to check the front door, which was intact, and Jim went the other to check around back. Suddenly he called me and said, someone's inside. So I fumbled with my phone trying to call 911. In that situation, your monkey brain is in the driver's seat. And the phone is the black monolith from 2001. <laughs> 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 the imagery. Finally, this is I managed so well it. written. I know, right? <laughs> Finally, I managed it and rounded the backside of the building, narrating to the 911 operator. <laughs> broken glass, broken window. I said, as I later heard during the run-up to the trial, oh my god, they're in there, please come now. (laughs) Then there was an unholy crash. It sounded like everything inside was being smashed to bits. The feeling of listening to someone busy destroying your livelihood is something I can't quite capture. Who was there? How many? What path of destruction was being wrecked? I could only yell down the phone at a faceless voice begging for help that I knew was still minutes away. Bear in mind, I was freshly awoken into a horrible situation, barely clothed, and it was escalating by the second. This is terrible. (laughs) As it turned out, the burglar, Troy, we have the name now, Troy, had come face to face with Jim, trying to exit the building out the broken window before I'd arrived. They locked eyes and Troy said, oh shit, (laughs) in reverse direction, back to the depths of the building. Then he dropped his backpack with stolen merch flung himself bodily over a giant iron gate, smashed through the restaurant's tenant the restaurant tenant's door, and then subsequently out the main door. <laughs> At that point, he'd caught a lot of glass to the face and body and was bleeding pretty good. Jim caught him on the exit and fucking pounced on him. <laughs> yes, Jim. <laughs> Full body slammed to the cement. Then he oh pinned Troy. <laughs> adrenaline is wild i'm not crying but urgently begging the operator to hurry 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 i was terrified i was going to see my husband die before my eyes and then i ran right into the fray because again adrenaline it gets right up on you and you just do the (laughs) stupidest shit (laughs) they were in the middle of the street dimly orange lit by the street lights and it was hard to parse out what was going on (laughs) fucking thanks sweet baby jeebus troy did not have a weapon and was wildly unprepared what a idiot i know to to have a madman tackle him in the dark as it turned out he had done done hundreds of burglaries and never been caught jim had the upper hand and had him fully pinned down and troy was wisely playing possum it's because jim had on pants (laughs) so jim is wearing the pants in this situation (laughs) literally (laughs) suddenly we heard a roaring engine and someone laying rubber apparently i started screaming yeah it was troy's getaway driver his wife kelsey (laughs) i love the names i wonder if these are their real names or if these just names that they made up i don't know it's a court case apparently so i'm like maybe these are the real names She leaned out her window and yelled, Get the fuck off him, or I'm going to kill the bitch. That was me, the bitch, says moi. That was me, the bitch. (laughs) Clearly captured on audio, but I don't remember it. Not willing to wait, she then tried to run me over. I vaguely remembered realizing things were going horribly wrong, but desperately trying to read the license plate into the phone with an idiotic laser focus. It was out of state and I struggled to read it. That's all. My brain deleted how close she'd come to turning me into a bloody smear. Within maybe a foot of me fast while I dodged like a badly clothed matador clutching my phone. (laughs) We had to listen to the 911 recording a year later in the prosecutor's office cinched with the video. (laughs) 
The video was from a nearby business with really good exterior cameras. Jim started crying. He had no idea what a close call it was. The engine revving overwhelmed my screaming at a certain point. My voice was blown out. I was trying to chant the license number like an incantation, but you can't hear it because the engine roar and squealing tires. Jim let Troy go, of course. Troy jumped into the car and they tore off down the street. The police showed up maybe a minute later, but they were gone. Anyway, Troy had bled all over Jim from the door glass. Jim freaked out so hard later. We figured Troy was likely using IV drugs, correctly as it turned out, and I had to inspect Jim for cuts. Using a flashlight to make sure I missed nothing, he still got tested. Unlike a number of other incidents, this one was taken pretty seriously due to the amount of evidence as well as violence and, you know, the attempted murder. (laughs) Several months later, they arrested Troy and Kelsey. They had Troy's DNA from the bloody clothes Jim was wearing and all over the car they'd been driving, which had been stolen, of course, but ditched. It turns out they were wanted. It turns out they were wanted in five counties for hundreds of commercial burglaries over several years to support their to support their oxy habits. Back before the age of Fetty, I'm dead. We were the only fuck-up they made. They didn't know we lived on the premises. Kelsey, the wife, flipped on Troy. They accepted the plea for her, much to my displeasure, since she was the one that tried to kill me. (laughs) At least she ratted him out six ways to Sunday. (laughs) My God. (laughs) He refused to plea. He wanted a trial. I would not wish a trial on my worst enemy. I don't know why, but whatever. You get interviewed alone. Oh, here we go. You get interviewed alone by the defense team. Did you know they can lie? They sure can. They won't in front of the jury, but one-on-one they'll eat your soul and pick your teeth with the sharks. <laughs> so colorful. <laughs> you don't this get a lawyer. This person should write a book. I know. You don't get a lawyer. You're on team prosecution. Theoretically, I can understand it, but it's still utterly maddening. They took me first. They played the 911 tape. Second time I'd heard it. They insisted that because I kept saying they're inside, that I was lying and there was someone else, not Troy or Kelsey. Sorry, I just, yeah, sorry, I just use it as a non-gendered pronoun, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Good for you, girl. (laughs) I I hadn't yet seen the person, so they were a they, which is what I told them adamantly. Then they took Jim. (laughs) They told Jim that I admitted I'd lied and there was another person inside the building. He luckily laughed at this and was like, absolutely the fuck not, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jim. Wearing the pants once again. (laughs) Finally, the day before trial, Troy accepted a plea. Thank God. I had been having the stupidest meltdown ever. Do I dye my hair something other than purple? I just spent $700 on it. What shoes do I wear? I don't have conservative shoes. How can I cover my tattoos? Basically, the most pointless shit I could control because that train was rolling on without me. Kelsey got off with probation. Troy was in prison from 2017 to 2020 until he got released early adjacent to COVID. Kelsey seems to be clean and living a normal life. I like that they followed up. Remarried with kids and looks happy. (laughs) I watch her on Facebook. I really hope so. I do occasionally wish she has a raging case of hemorrhoids or something, though. I'm not a saint. (laughs) This is incredible. I know. No, you're welcome to DM me if you think you know me. But I'd appreciate it if you don't post it. It's not wildly important or I wouldn't put this up. But yeah, be cool, please. Not where my username comes from. Just a weird coincidence. Fuck the towel. Know where your shoes are at night. This is critical. (laughs) In the immortal words of Kate McKinnon, who cares if your pink pocket and stink rocket are on full display? You best be able to run. I cannot emphasize this enough. (laughs) Who are these people? I don't know, but I love them. (laughs) That's it. Oh, man. My my last one is just depressing as fuck. Oh, no. It's so sad. You you did such a good one. That one was very good. It was more funny, but it was kind of it was kind of dangerous, you know, at some of those points. Yeah, they are an incredible writer. I think they need to write a book. <laughs> All right. So this one is Doctor Ramsey stalked an entire family. This is from Reddit user Sweet Mercy. <laughs> 
Alright. So, this is about to be really creepy and sad. Well, I mean, it's not sad, it's just creepy. Okay. A week or so before my 10th birthday, I walked to the corner store with a $5 bill and picked up a jar of ragu for my mom. On my way home, a man I'd never seen before fell into step with me and began talking. Hi, he said cheerfully. My name is Dr. Ramsey and I'm a pediatrician. Do you know what a pediatrician is? I walked along silently, not replying, and fervently hoping he would take that as a sign he should leave me alone. Subtleties were not his strong suit, though, because he kept right on chattering. (laughs) Are your parents looking for a pediatrician for you? Of course, you're almost a big girl now. You'll be needing needing another kind of doctor soon. Ooh! Oh my god. That's okay, though. They can still bring you to me until then. What's your name? You have beautiful hair. I was just on my way to get some suckers for the candy jar in my office. Do you like suckers? Oh my god. Thankfully, we were nearing my house, so I ran forward up the back steps and into th- in through the kitchen. I didn't know it then, but that was the very beginning of a very long, very scary ordeal. It didn't take long after that for quote-unquote Dr. Ramsey to begin showing up at f- showing up. At first, it seemed benign enough, at least to a kid. He would drive by nearly every day, smiling and waving. I told my mom, who said maybe it was on his way home from work but then the phone calls began my dad called me into the living room and sat me down he asked me about the day dr ramsey followed me home and if i had talked to him he said i wasn't in trouble but that i needed to tell him the truth i told him no and he asked if i was sure could i be forgetting something i told him no again and he frowned then asked then how does he know your name Ooh. i didn't know It turns out that it was not all he knew. He knew my sister's name as well. Pretty soon, neither my sister or I were allowed to answer the phone. He called several times a day. At first, neither of us knew what he was saying. Then, one night, one of my brothers told us that he was telling my parents that he was going to hurt me and (gasps) later my sister. Things got complicated after that. My dad had called the police. This is such bullshit. My dad had called the police, but as this was before there were any stalking laws, there was not a lot they could do. They told my parents to call back if he quote-unquote tried anything. No! I know. My dad then called a friend of his from back in the day who happened to be a cop. For the next month, my dad's friend escorted me to and from school. Aww. Yeah. Suddenly, life as I knew it came to a screeching halt. I couldn't walk to school alone. I couldn't play outside. I couldn't walk to Super America, which is like a 7-Eleven. Then one afternoon, my sister, two of my brothers, my mom, and I were in the kitchen. One of my brothers saw a glimpse of someone in the garage. They'd seen him too. Dr. Ramsey came bolting out of the garage, my brothers chasing after him, They ran all the way to Cherokee Park, where he lost them in the trees. My parents called the police again, but nothing came of it. The only information they had was a description and a name that was almost certainly fake. A couple weeks later, we woke to find a- This is really sad. A couple weeks later, we woke to find our dog hanging (gasps) from the side of the porch. Oh my god! She was a- a gorgeous saddleback German Shepherd, born oh the same god. day I was. Oh my god. We were all devastated. The cops said there was no evidence that it was oh. him and ruled it accidental. Are you serious? But none of us believed that. This man killed their dog. I would have his neck. I would yeah, have his neck. Same. His phone calls became more informative in the meantime. He would talk about who was home and who wasn't. If my brother would say my dad was home he would tell him who was really in the house oh my god he also would talk about the house itself about the window and the kitchen he could easily open with a knife from the outside even when it was locked and about the and about the french doors that connected the living room to the side of the porch and how the lock could be finagled from the outside if you jiggled it just right Is there no way to, like, trace these phone calls or record them? I'm pretty sure this was probably before the 21st century. (laughs) God. Like, it's probably either the 80s or 90s. Mm. 
but I'm not sure. Sounds like an 80s or 90s thing. Or even a 70s thing. Yeah. That night, my dad put in some carpenter nails at the bottom of the French doors until he could get a new lock ordered. My parents had to go to a company event for my dad's work. My my older brothers were at Saints West Roller Skating Rink. My sister was on the phone with her best friend, and my little brother was on the floor asleep. I was watching Devo on the midnight special with Wolfman Jack. It was late. Suddenly, the top of the French doors swung inward, and in a, the few milliseconds before the nail in the bottom caused them to snap back, I could see his silhouette. My sister whipped the phone at the television, and we ran up the stairs. About halfway up, we realized our little brother was still asleep on the living room floor. I don't know how he slept through that, but okay. I I don't know. As quietly as we could, we slipped back down the stairs to get him. We all went into our bedroom and didn't turn on the light. This way, we could see outside. We watched out the window for a while, and when we didn't find him, we crept down the hall to our brother's room to look. We looked down and could see someone standing at the back door. He knocked loudly. What do you want? My sister asked out the window. He stepped back and said, Is this the Mercy residence? Mm -hmm. I have a pizza for delivery. Can you come to the door? She scoffed at him, declaring she was not stupid. He could see that he didn't have a pizza and she was calling the cops. (laughs) I'm not stupid. You don't have pizza. (laughs) (laughs) He left. (laughs) A short while later... My brothers returned home. We told them what happened, and they walked around the yard watching for him. They came back in, and the things and things settled down. By now, we pretty much gived, given up on calling the cops because it never helped. So we just went back in, each of us, except my youngest brother, still asleep, carrying a knife from the kitchen, just in case. Eventually, one of my brothers went into the kitchen to get a bowl of cereal as a snack. You know the sensation when you get, you know the sensation when you, oh my god. You know that sensation you get when you can just feel someone watching you? Yeah. He had that in spades. He kept looking around the kitchen through the door, through the doorway into the dining room at the windows. He didn't see anything, but he could still feel eyes on him. So he went closer to the door. Oh, this is so creepy. He, so he went closer to the door to try to see better. The kitchen lights were reflecting on the windows of the door. It had three rows of three windows. This is way too much information. That's why I'm like, usually when people are lying, they give like an over amount of details. I know. I know. Um, So he could, the kitchen lights were reflecting on the windows of the door. So he still couldn't see. He stepped closer, then closer again until he was right up on the door, then cupped his hands on either side of his head so he could see. There, on the other side of the window pane, was Dr. Ramsey, smiling back at him. He turned to yell for my older brothers, and when she looked back again, or when he looked back again, he was gone. Oh my god, no. Mm -mm. They went out again to look for him, but didn't see him. A couple weeks later, I I was at school, and we were outside on the playground during recess, I was swinging upside down when I saw that now familiar blue Ford Galaxy cruising by, moving slowly. There he was, smiling and waving. He called my name and I ran to the teacher and told her. The school had been told all about him and she took me inside right away and called my mom. That same day, my mom had gotten a call from the school office asking her to verify that my dad was picking me up as he'd, as he'd called to say he was on his way. He wasn't. Not long after that, I woke up one night thirsty. I went down to the kitchen. I would not want to go anywhere. I'd be locked in my room all the time. Honestly. I went down to the kitchen for a drink, and there, sitting alone in the dark, was my dad. On the table, a gun. He was tired of the police waiting until Dr. Ramsey tried something. He was tired of his children being terrorized. He was tired of being afraid every time he left for work that something would happen to us while he was gone. me too. I sat with him for a time watching before he sent me back to bed. These events and many more took place over a period of around 18 months. Then, as suddenly as it began, it was over. He had vanished from our lives. The phone calls, the drive-by with creepy waves, everything. For a long time, 
during and after Dr. Ramsey days, I would have a reoccurring nightmare in which I would wake up to find him standing over me as I slept. It took a long time before I felt like a kid again. I don't know what happened to him when he disappeared. I don't know if he was in a car wreck, locked in prison, in a coma, but sometimes I wonder if the wait ended for my dad when he was sitting in the darkened kitchen one night. Oh, I don't know and I'm not sure I want to. Wait, what? <laughs> so she doesn't know what happened to him and she's she's wondering if Oh, her if dad... dad killed him. Yes. Ooh. Which I did not catch that. The first time I read that story, that just sank in. Oh, wow. I mean, if her dad did kill it, like, good for him. Good for dad. That's wild. That's so creepy. Like, I could not even imagine. Like, she's not even double digits at that point. Like, a nine-year-old. That's a lot of kids, too, to be worried about. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's definitely something I'm never going to forget. Mm-hmm. Yep. It reminded me of another true crime case that I remember learning about. It was like this family that got stalked and this guy would send them letters, send their daughter letters or something like that. It was creepy. Because like, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, the most you can do at that point is brutally or like uh, mutilate him to the point where you bring him into the police station or something. But then what are you going to do is like, just say hey, I brutally mutilated this guy um, who's been stalking us and y'all have done nothing about it. Like, the whole thing is documented. You're going to jail. Like, (laughs) yeah, you are. I don't know. I don't know. Especially during that time period, too, because no one had cell phones. They didn't take photos. You know what I mean? Right. You can't trace calls, probably. Wow. Yeah. I wonder where they lived. I wonder, like, what state they were in. Yeah. I don't know. Wild. Well, this this is my last story, and it's kind of short, and it's similar, but it's like, just, I believe this one. This one probably happened, but okay. people just be creepy out here. Really, though. People really be creepy. So this one is, strange man entered my house and watched me sleep. <laughs> Great. I thought you would like, I picked this one for you because this is kind of like your worst fear. Yeah. To preface, I lived in a college town with six other young girls in our 20s. The city we lived in is not that nice and has a huge homeless slash drug problem where break-ins are not unusual. However, oh, what happened... California? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> However, what happened last Saturday was definitely strange. My roommates and I, as well as some of our boyfriends, were hanging out and drinking in our house while, t- while two of the girls opted to go out to a bar. By around 1 a.m., the two girls came home from the bar and everyone was tired, so we all went to our own respective rooms. Later in the night, I was awoken by someone opening my door and standing in my room, staring at me. Mm. In my head, I thought that it was one of the roommate's boyfriends trying to see if my boyfriend and I were still awake to continue to party. (laughs) Oh, you looking to party still? (laughs) Since I was tired, I pretended to be asleep to avoid being bugged. This is, I would do this big move right here. This is me. (laughs) After a bit, the person closes my door and proceeds to pace back and forth in the hallway. They then begin attempting to open my roommate's door, whose room is right next to mine. Luckily, her door was locked, and she had also had her boyfriend with her. The person then proceeds to go into our utensils drawer and grabs a knife to (gasps) attempt to pick her lock. After gaining some courage, her boyfriend shouts, Who the fuck is that? (laughs) Which startles the man, who then sprints up the stairs and out the door. The police were called and did a search and obviously didn't find anything. They told us break-ins were normal, which we knew. I, what, what the I'm fuck? Like, what? Who Who are these people telling them, ah, oh, don't worry about that. This is normal. Just <laughs> I mean, like average Tuesday. The fuck it is. If it's so normal, you need to be here at all times. Uh, however, what makes this whole scenario creepier is that he didn't steal anything. My phone, alcohol, and $600 shoes. <laughs> were untouched. Oh my god. I gotta know what shoes these were. I know, me too. We also suspect that this person was not on drugs or alcohol as he moved very quietly and deliberately. He was able to get in because the two girls who came home from the bar did not lock the door behind them. What dumb bitches. Yeah, I love that. I am not sure what this man's intent was, but I am forever grateful that I happened to have my boyfriend with me, which he is not often as he lives three hours away and pretended to be asleep. It gives me chills thinking that a strange man was in my room and what could have happened to me if I was alone. Um, yeah, that's my worst nightmare. I don't like that. Yeah, and it's it, that's, like, something I can actually believe because if you're living with a bunch of other girls 
and you're young and then like yeah the two girls come home kind of drunk and they leave the door unlocked and some guy just wanders in like that i believe yeah but also like i could be blackout drunk and i wouldn't be that dumb no i feel like lock especially in an area where this is common and it's a dangerous area Mm -hmm. i feel like i would absolutely be locking the doors but you know people (laughs) can't fix stupid can't fix stupid or drunk or drunk yeah yeah those are some insane stories i'm gonna have to follow this and read more i want to know these shoes i bet the comments are like so what were the shoes i know right i'm like what were these shoes six hundred dollars i would never and it wasn't multiple shoes like she was like six hundred dollar shoes what (laughs) one pair of shoes i would never y'all can't afford a better place to live but you can afford six hundred dollar (laughs) shoes that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking wild yep that's my last story and that was my last story and that was our last story (laughs) and that was her last story she was never seen again she was never seen again the guy came back (laughs) no (laughs) god follow-up stories i feel like some people get on these threads and just start writing their little fan fiction on here Oh, yeah, like a creepypasta situation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely could have been. It could be that. Yeah. Some like of these the are whole smiling real. man. Oh, my God. Yeah. The I one was... I have to believe is the one that was so beautifully written of uh, the car almost running her over and like the oh, court yeah. case. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to believe that one also. That one is wonderful really though but also how does she remember all of that i mean it caused her hell in her life she's like she's like i don't remember a lot of it but then when i listened back to the recording i was not as poised as i remember (laughs) not as poised (laughs) i mean i would be the same though like i would probably have put on some pants but who knows in in these situations yeah you know jim jim was the real hero jim (laughs) nailed joy down (laughs) i'm in those pants (laughs) well that was that's all folks that's all all righty well if you liked this episode and you want to donate we would greatly appreciate it you can go to www.paypal.com slash paypal me slash chew and swallow um if you want to give us something Give us some love, some support. Honestly, you could give me a penny and I'd be happy. Give this girl a penny. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody give this girl a penny. (laughs) You could also go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Chew and Swallow the Podcast. And yeah. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.